you know, looking back at the game in the next couple of days, um, it's going to be something I'll be really proud about. Um, you know, just the way everything that's happened in the past month and a half. Um, and to go out there and do that, I, I'm, I'm proud of myself and I'm um, happy that coaches, you know, believed in me, gave me that opportunity. So, um, again, you know, hopefully I can do it again next year. Live from somewhere in Orlando, it's Mark Mativier and the Friday Night Sports Dump. Good evening, Naples, Florida. And good evening, Orlando, Florida. Good evening, America. Good evening, world. And happy Friday or Saturday or Thursday. Depends on where you are. This is the Friday Night Sports Dump. Kicking off a new season here, and we are fully back, baby. New production team, new sponsors, and uh, this thing is kicking. What you just heard is Washington football team's third string, dare I say, fourth string quarterback, Taylor Heineke, during a post-game press conference after his stunning performance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Washington professional football team. They only lost by eight points, covered the spread, which was 10. A seemingly quote-unquote no-name in Taylor Heineke went out there and played his guts out. Played his guts out. It was awesome to watch. And this guy was running, he's diving, and what you just heard in the press conference, when he goes, oh, it's no big deal, I just separated an AC joint, he dislocated his shoulder, his throwing shoulder, Popped it back in, got back in the game because Washington doesn't have another quarterback. Uh, they have uh, some guy named Montez, number six, who was warming up, and Heineke never let him take the field. Who knows? They they were on the verge of upsetting the Bucks. The Bucks are a far superior team, but in anything, anything in life, give me ten Taylor Heineke's. Give me the guys that want to play. They will play their hearts out. It was just, it was awesome to watch. And tonight's show here on the Friday Night Sports Dump is about underdogs. We're talking about underdogs. What's an underdog to you? What does it mean to you? Do you root for the underdog? Have you ever been an underdog? Or do you prefer to be the top dog? As a New England Patriots fan, we've been the top dog for a long time. So watching Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the Washington football team last night. Ooh, man, I wish Heineke beat him. I really do. And at least Brady gave him a handshake after the game because that's something Brady doesn't like to do anymore to quarterbacks who outplay him. So, new year, 2021, new season of the Friday Night Sports Dump. Heck, we'll even call it an initial new season. And let's get to it! Friday Night Sports Dump is sponsored by a sponsor. Have to fill in the sponsor later. And if you haven't tried our sponsor out, you should definitely try the sponsor. Our sponsor is the greatest sponsor ever, and it is a sponsored product that you must try. Enter the promo code 5R 
on the sponsorwebsite.com and you will receive a free baby bottle koozie. That's a free baby bottle koozie when you go to our sponsor's website and enter the promo code 5R. Okay, let's get to la show. We are talking about underdogs. According to wikipedia.com, an underdog is a person or group in a competition, usually in sports and creative works, who is popularly expected to lose. The party team or individual expected to win is called the favorite or top dog. In the case where an underdog wins, the outcome is an upset. The term underdog was first recorded in usage in Britain during the second half of the 19th century, and its meaning was, quote, the beaten dog in a fight. So why do we like to root for underdogs? Why do we like to see the the person, people that we don't expect to win, win? And on the other side, why do we like to see the top dog, i.e. Tom Brady, win? Why did this Washington football team against the Tampa Bay Bucks? why was that game so tight and so close? And why did I care about it? Because some quarterback out of nowhere played his guts out and almost won the game. We all know the Tom Brady story. He was picked number 199. And to watch a former underdog in Brady play Taylor Heineke, who dislocated his shoulder during the game, who gave his heart and soul to the game, who most of us have probably never heard of. So why do we root for the underdog? Why do we like to see the team, the person, whoever that's not supposed to win, win? The interesting thing about Taylor Heineke starting is the fact that the starting quarterback, Alex Smith, suffered one of the most grotesque and nearly fatal leg injuries in the history of sports. The backup quarterback, Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State, quit. They had another quarterback quit, and here you are with Taylor Heineke. And for whatever reason, this guy is not a starting quarterback. He's a journeyman. This this is what we love as fans, right? We like to see the guy that that's not supposed to do it go out there and do it. Heineke's one of those guys. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. Dude is a stud. Six foot five, 250. He, he doesn't even like wind up to throw the football. Just flicks it. And the first two years of his career really was not good at the quarterback position in the NFL. Most of us thought he was going to be a bust. And out of nowhere this year, he looks unstoppable. Get it? And the Buffalo Bills are an unstoppable rebel force right now. I went to the Bills training camp, I want to say three seasons ago, and it was very strange because their entire defense looked so small. It was just, I, I couldn't even identify a linebacker. And me being the jerk Patriots fan I am, and the Bills hater that I am, was laughing, going like, my God, who are these guys? They got nothing. There's Nathan Peterman, quarterback, who was born to throw pick sixes. And here's this defense just flooded with nothing but dudes who are six foot one, six foot two. 215 pounds and lightning fast. And it turns out that Sean McDermott, head coach of the Bills, was way ahead of the game. So talk about underdogs. The Buffalo Bills haven't won a playoff game in 25 years until they won yesterday. Their defense is constructed to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's something I couldn't even see a few years ago. I think a lot of the league is playing catch up on how McDermott has built his defense, which is just 
a giant flood of players that all look kind of the same, lightning fast, you can't even name a linebacker, and suddenly, if you're a quarterback in the opposing team, it's got to be very confusing to see that, to see nine out of the 11 people on a down flooding the field. There's an underdog story, the Buffalo Bills. Is the country rooting for the Bills? Do we like the Bills? So let's move on to another underdog, the the Cleveland Browns, who have all the talent in the world and are about to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, and their entire coaching staff and players got COVID. They don't stand a chance. Now, maybe when we hear this, we'll find out there was an upset. The Browns beat the Steelers. I don't know how that's humanly possible. For a franchise much like the Bills that has not seen the light of the playoffs in so long, I think the last time the Browns got into the playoffs was 2002, to finally get there and then your head coach has to watch from home in his basement. That's coming from Adam Schefter of ESPN. He's literally going to be watching uh, Kevin Stefanski, head coach of the Cleveland Browns, is going to be watching the team's first playoff game in nearly 20 years from his basement in Ohio. Tonight's episode of the Friday Night Sports Dump with me, Mark Petivier. Part of the 5R Studios Network, by the way. Is brought to you by sponsor number two. Sponsor number two. It's a company that is a sponsor. And they are sponsoring the show. Now, I use sponsor number two on a daily basis. I cannot recommend sponsor number two enough. And I don't just say this about any sponsor number two, folks. So, go to Sponsor 2's website, Sponsor Number 2, type in the promo code 5R, and you will receive a free baby bottle koozie koozie. If you have a baby and your baby has a bottle and your baby bottle has a koozie, then you need a koozie for the koozie, the baby bottle koozie koozie, specifically coming from 5R Studios. Sponsor Number 2. Radio, I'm blowing Miss Mary and I'm sipping on Sherry. Give my homies mama money for his commissary. Okay, update real quick. Real quick update for everyone listening. The Cleveland Browns, yes, that's right. The Cleveland Browns have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers on this NFL wildcard playoff weekend. 48 to 29. Browns put up 28 points in the first quarter. There goes my PlayStation 5 money, everybody. That's what you get. That's what you get for thinking that you should ever, ever bet on the Steelers. This means that both the Browns and the Buffalo Bills are advancing in the playoffs. The Ravens won as well. Three underdogs. You might not look at the Ravens as an underdog, but they are. And they are dangerous. And you're going to hear it here first, folks. Baltimore Ravens, they are now the team to beat for the Super Bowl. We don't know what the Packers are going to do at home. We don't know if the Bucks can go up there and win. If the Rams take care of business in Green Bay and knock off the Packers, then I think the Bucks have a chance. Nonetheless, 28 points in the first quarter by the Browns. Are you kidding me? Oh, this Steelers team is a fraud. Absolute fraud. Does it mean the Browns are legit? Legit talent. But maybe uh, Coach Stefanski should coach from his basement more often. That is a lot of points against the Steelers. And hey, guess what? Maybe that two seed did matter 
And maybe the Steelers should have played their starters last week. That's two weeks in a row the Browns beat the Steelers. All right. We have a pretty cool interview coming up with close friend of the show, A.J. Goodrich, who is an expert on James Bond movies and movies of all kinds. He's an uh, incredibly talented filmmaker. So we're going to talk about what James Bond movie was Bond the biggest underdog in. This never happened to the other fella. podcast officially mr aj goodrich we are talking about underdogs today thank you for for coming on the five hour studios podcast of the friday night sports dump in which we talk about james bond movies uh tonight we're talking about underdogs and you and i have already been talking about who the biggest underdog james bond is and Mm -hmm. it was the underdog's underdog of course is george lazenby of James Bond. What film was he in? On Her Majesty's Secret Service, of course. Do you know anything about George Lazenby past that film? Yeah, he was Australian. Um, apparently, he was on set and generally in his life a um, quite a womanizer. He had a hard time getting acting work after. And there is currently a documentary about him out there's a documentary on, on George Lazenby. Yeah, it's on one of the, it's like Hulu or Netflix or something. He was almost set up to fail. They didn't know what they were doing with the series at that time. Uh, the script shows it. The intro where he breaks the fourth wall shows it. And so, of course, he wasn't going to succeed. And of course, people weren't going to like him. You're talking about the opening sequence with the dune buggies? Yeah. And he says, uh, I don't know. Um, Looked at the camera. Uh, Oh. <laughs> Dame Diana Rigg uh, steals his car and he turns and says, well, this never happened to the other guy. I guess Lazenby's an underdog, but they kind of, like you said, set him up to fail. Yeah, he's uh, such an underdog, they threw him under the bus. Under the dude buggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Dalton. Yeah, the best Bond. I like all of them, to be honest. Uh, I like Craig a lot. Connery will always get the credit for being the original. Everybody kind of writes off more Roger Moore, but he was in the most movies. However, I think it would be a toss-up for everyone between Connery and Dalton if he had starred in more than two movies because he actually is the best Bond. I think the the Dalton movies are a little more of a like stripped down um, like spy story. Or in the case of License to Kill, like a revenge story. Oh, um, why is gold- the underdog Bond? And I don't even right. I, I, like. Let's take it to the actual movies themselves. Yeah, the underdog in the movies. At least in in License to Kill, he is. You like Living Daylights better, I know, than I do. Uh, so maybe you have a clearer recollection of it. Uh, 
and could answer that one. I'll tell you why he's an underdog in License to Kill, uh, because the movie was going to be called License Revoked. He has his License to Kill revoked. He's gone rogue, as he does like every four movies. So you have a, a rogue Bond who technically isn't supposed to be doing any spy stuff at all. He is kind of out of bounds with MI6. He, I think, literally like pulls a gun on M and then like dives over a balcony and runs off too. <laughs> he does he does pull like a, a, a solid nineteen eighty nine dive over a balcony like break yeah. and then is on a, a a mission of revenge against a drug lord. Um, I had a good underdog thought earlier before you called. There would be no a league of their own. If there was already a league, they have to be underdogs for that story to work because women are underdogs in sports. A lot of movies don't work if you don't start the heroes off in a low position. So or make them or make them like fools in some way, you know, what's the importance of the underdog uh, rising dramatic action. They need they need somewhere to go. They need something to learn. You know, it's like Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey. They need to find their bliss and come into uh, the best version of themselves. So Odysseus being stranded at sea and coming up on the island of sirens. He's still kind of an underdog. Uh, yes. Because he's trying to get home to his family, right? He's been gone, what, 20 years? And there's, and there's like obstacle upon obstacle and a literal god who has it out for him. Yeah. Like Poseidon hates Odysseus. And that's the reason that the Odyssey is so long, uh, because he sets obstacle after obstacle yeah. towards him. AJ, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We, we will do this again soon. I don't think the Bond talk can ever die. Another day? I'm gonna wake up, yes and no. I'm gonna kiss some part of. I'm gonna keep this secret. I'm gonna close my body now. So we're gonna get into our, our closing thoughts here on underdogs. Did we really get there? Everybody loves an underdog story. Everybody wants to root for the person that can't do it or isn't supposed to do it. I'll go back to Taylor Heineke, the no-name guy, playing Tom Brady. Why do we like the underdog? We root for the underdog because it is someone that we can relate to, someone who is unexpected that has not lived in the limelight or in the spotlight, someone that the expectations of are low, but is quite possibly working harder than those who are more talented, more gifted, and don't have to work as hard. We root for the underdog because we are all an underdog. And that's it. <laughs> We're talking about. Oh, thank you very much. This is a great new beginning, if you will, for the Friday Night Sports Dump. Thanks to the production team. Thank you, Tommy. That is it. If you want, please, we are doing interviews. We are doing more things. 5rstudiosorlando at gmail.com. 
5rstudiosorlando at gmail.com. Part of the 5R Studios Network. And now being broadcast globally on Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the rest of that good stuff. safe. Happy 2021. We'll be here every week. Gotta go.